2: Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweller since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm a feminist,
0: but recently... I read Sarah Pascoe's book Animal, the autobiography of the female body to distract me from the pain of a Brazilian wax. (laughs) (laughs) Although she specifically writes in her book, why are they called Brazilians, isn't it insensitive to name a near total wax after a country suffering from widespread deforestation? (laughs) Save the rainforest, leave the Amazon alone. She's a friend of mine, she's been a guest on this podcast, and I fear she will hear this. Sarah, if you're listening, I'm very, very sorry, but it was Read That or Heat magazine, which they had in the salon, and I thought you'd prefer me to hypocritically read your book.
3: (laughs) I am a feminist, but when a man in a bar recently said to me, I just want to save you, I thought, oh, he probably likes that and I like kissing. (laughs) So I said, yeah, I'm so weak. (laughs) And I really, really need saving so that he would kiss me before I rejected him.
0: (laughs) I'm a feminist, but once when I met Elizabeth Moss, who plays Peggy from Mad Men at a party, and talked to her about sexual politics of the 1960s for half an hour. The thing I was most excited about was that she had admired my clutch bag and I immediately went home and ordered two more online. (laughs) I have three identical clutch bags. No, but it's good because they wear out and I've I've got that forever. So whenever anyone says that's nice, I say Elizabeth Moss admired this once. And I just don't think you can put a price on that.
3: I'm a feminist, and I recently listened to a Robin Thicke album on repeat for a whole day to figure out how many times he was degrading women in order to expose how sexist hip-hop is. Was what I told my housemate when she asked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a feminist, but when I met Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men at a party, I secretly congratulated myself in using all my willpower not to ask her what John Ham was like. I did, however, say, "It's hard for me to imagine that if I had a child, that I would love that child as much as I love madmen." <laughs> but I guess you must hear that all the time. And she said, "No." True story.
3: I'm a feminist but if I was sent back in time to kill baby Hitler I'd start by going undercover as a late 1800s housewife wearing corsets and cooking for my husband and I'd probably have such a nice time I'd forget to kill Hitler.
0: (laughs) You're going back further back than you need to really aren't you? Well, you've just gone back into, like, a historical romance in order that you at some point might meet Hitler in no, the... No, 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 you have to... I mean, who, would you rather... Ki- no.
4: You're going to smother ro- him as a baby? No.
3: Well, that's easier than killing a man.
4: <laughs> what, am I not... <laughs> it
0: feels makes- unpleasant, though, doesn't it? It's Hitler. It's like if you punch... Of, yeah, but yeah, but what you haven't understood there? Oh my God, I'm so. Is when you travel never, in time, you they change would never everything. Send you back. You'd be like, oh, it's my baby. No, and you'd not like, care for him. Yeah, but yes, but if I cared for him differently, because I know a lot about his childhood. You'd save and, Hitler. No, no. He, you'd go back in time to save Hitler. Yes, yes, I would, and I would. I, there's no need to kill him. You can educate <laughs> him and be lovely to him. I'll tell you. Do you want to know why Hitler was Hitler? I've got. Good. Do you, do you want, I mean, I know it's not on theme, but I will tell you. And it's really good. You, he is like classic, classic, classic. If you wanted to build a psychopath. he. Okay, I'll tell you. His parents had to get a special license to get married because they were first cousins. <laughs> then his father, who was, uh, he was a local, local councilman, and he always thought he didn't get enough respect. He was literally a little Hitler. And so he used to beat Hitler all the time, like a little Adolf little Adolf, He used to beat him all the time, savagely, because he'd say, you don't respect me enough, you don't respect me enough. And Hitler actually wrote about how the day he thought I'm never going to cry again. But his mother couldn't stop his father doing it. But what she said was, to, in order to make, uh, to, to make up for it, whenever he, the father wasn't around, she'd take him and cuddle him and say, you're so special. You're the most special boy in the world. You're so wonderful. So he brutalised him and she built up his ego. And that's how you create a fascist who invades Poland and commits it's genocide so what I would do is I would adopt Hitler and raise him in a loving warm environment and I would raise him to be a feminist and also uh, a lover of all nations and races. I feel we may have strayed off topic Live from the Museum of Comedy in London, the Spotterman Shop presents The Guilty Feminist with Sophie Hagen and Deborah Brant's Light, and tonight's special guest, Tanya Edwards, talking about. Oops. This is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and the hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. It's a good point, though. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a really tolerant it's, point,
3: it takes
0: so much time. Where, <laughs> you're suggesting that re-educating children is too time consuming and we should just smother them in case they turn into Hitler <laughs> I
3: have to put on a corset and I have to make dinner for my husband I don't have time to raise
0: Hitler Oh, because you've, you've designed I'm undercover your, if you're like li- wait, you're from the future I'm in big trouble you are so living out a bodice ripper that's a, what? a bodice ripper a what? Bodice ripper. You can't just repeat. Sorry. It. No. <laughs> uh, how do you expect a bodice ripper? It's like a, it's like a sort of S- uh, sort of titillating, sort of slightly soft porn for women, historical, you know, rip off the bodice. Like, rip open the corset. Urgh. Like, it's like a when a Mr. Darcy comes in and goes... Well, he doesn't, in, because he wouldn't, but in our heads he does. <laughs> he goes, Ugh, you know... Challenges! Yeah, what would you she... like to hear about my challenge? I would
3: love to hear about your
0: challenge. OK. So this is my boob challenge. At first, I thought, there's a lot of dresses this season which seem to be, like, bra-free ones. I don't know if you've noticed if you've been on ASOS or anything. There's just no bra at all. It's just sort of backless and just sort of all over... And I thought, well, I could get one of those and go around sort of, you know, with my tits out, sort of, cleav- low, not my tits out, but, you know, like with a low cleavage. And then I thought, I've sort of done that challenge. And that, that challenge was, was my 20s.
4: <laughs> and
0: I feel like I've got a lot of my tits out over the years. And I, I sort of got to that point where I was like. of your tits out.
4: Yeah, I just with sort of... I did that. I series. went through
0: that phase. One I went through that phase. And I know I did, because one of my friends came over. You know when your friend comes over to help you, you know, take your clothes to Oxfam because you've moved on from them, and you don't want to part with them, and they rip them out of your hand and go, No, it's going. That, have you got a friend like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, she said to me... I, she picked up a dress and she said, I think this is really from your sexy secretary phase. And I, th- I knew exactly what she meant. So I thought, I don't want to do that. And so I thought, what can I do? And I thought, do you know what? I've not really got big breasts. I've got c carp breasts, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm substantial. I'm five foot nine and a half. I've got broad shoulders. So on my body, my breasts are just, you know, they're not really neither small nor large. So today, as my challenge, I went out like this. <laughs> Uh, If you're listening at home, I lifted up my T-shirt so you can see I'm wearing six bras. (laughs) I'm wearing six padded bras, one over the top of the other, to make my breast really large. And it was a totally different experience so far. I couldn't believe it. So I just walked down the road in a T-shirt, and men just were like, they didn't disguise it. They just looked straight at your breasts in the most dramatic way. And it was extraordinary things. A guy leaned out of his car window to look. I walked around the corner, and there was a guy in a wheelchair, and he just looked up and went, yeah. I mean, it was extraordinary. I got a free coffee at pret It was absolutely an incredible experience. I-, I did yoga in them, and that was weird. Because you you can't reach the ground. Like, you, when you lie on the ground, there's just sort of... You're always sort of in cobra. Like, there's an automatic sphinx going on just because your breasts sort of lift you. But the response from other people was... Actually, no, other men was. And I have to say, it wasn't... Hashtag not all men. 98% of men, I would say, really did nothing to disguise it. They just... And I just don't get that normally. But they just looked straight at my breasts. And I just felt a bit like oh, I, like, like they're not looking at me, they're looking at the breasts. And I thought, it was a bit of an odd one, really, because I thought, if I ever wanted to go out with like, a really bad hair day, I don't care, I've got no makeup on, and I don't, you know, which I can anytime I want to do that, I'm not saying don't do that, I'm saying, if I ever want to do that, I'm just going to go out with the big breasts, because no one sees anything else. <laughs> and I'd have to say, this is the only Guilty Feminist Challenge ever, that I have felt hasn't really contributed towards my feminism. <laughs> <laughs> like all the others, were like, yeah, I'm gonna be comfortable being naked and I'm gonna eat cake in public and like who cares and I'm gonna not apologize. And then today I was like, oh, <laughs> and I'm gonna have big breasts and like really kind of enjoy the attention. And I was like, no, that's not, my breasts are fine. What's wrong with my breasts? No. <laughs> so I thought in order to make this a feminist challenge, because I would like to try again, I'll go out (laughs) with these breasts, they must be sort of F, and a feminist slogan T-shirt. So these breasts in a T-shirt that says, no more page three, or these breasts in a T-shirt that says, close the wage cleavage. (laughs) 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 To like use your powers for good. Exactly. Like today I was in my, some days my life doesn't even pass the Bechdel test T-shirt, but let's be clear. I think most of the guys looking at it wouldn't know what the Bechdel test was. (laughs) If you're in the audience, you don't know what the Bechdel test is. There's no reason why you should. It's a test that Alison Bechdel created for a movie. Uh, Does a movie have two named female characters who have a conversation with each other about something other than a man? And very few movies pass this test, as you will be immensely unsurprised to learn if you've ever (laughs) seen a movie. Um, So that was my challenge. I have to say it. It shocked me how dramatic it was. I thought I might get a couple of guys going, oh, but it was unbelievably remarkable. Did you feel confident? I did. I quite liked it,
3: I have to say. I just, part of it, like maybe 15% of it might be that, like people are attracted to confidence.
0: I'll tell you why I didn't think it would make much difference. The other day I did hot yoga and it was because all the guys were taking their tops off and some of the women take their tops off and just have their sports bra on. And I wouldn't normally do that. And I thought... I'm gonna do this, sort of, you know, as part of my challenge. And nobody gave a fuck. Nobody looked at all. And I thought, well, of course, it's yoga. Of course, no one's going to. So it was a hot night. So I thought, I'm gonna walk home like this, just in my sports bra. And I walked home and nothing, nobody looked at all. So I was in a sports bra with my regular sized breasts. And I was expecting, I was like, yeah. Here I am with my breasts. What are you going to do about it, world? Yeah, I'm a feminist. I can get my breasts out if I want. And the world was so uninterested, I can't even begin to tell you. Nobody fucking looked at me at all. There was literally the only response I got was one 14-year-old boy desperately trying not to look. Basically, that is the action I got, a boy not looking. And I nearly got home, and a guy just jumped out of his car and went, hey, where are you going with those? And I went home, and he went, good work. (laughs) <laughs> that, that was literally it. That's all that happened. What I doing? just wanted to check that you weren't going to show those to other people. <laughs> but he just, he just sounded chipper about it. It was just more, he was pleased t- to see me, well, then. It wasn't like... <laughs> and so I was expecting, I thought, well, it'll probably be like that. I won't see much difference. Maybe I'll feel a bit different. Oh, my God. I walked down with my regular-sized breasts and a sports bra. No one looked. With these babies, under a T-shirt, It was ridiculous, and I was not imagining it. It was like, I mean, when a man leans out of a car window and just looks straight, he wasn't looking at my face, so. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Do you you understand what I'm
3: saying? I've at no point looked at your breasts at all, because I see you as a person, and you have beautiful eyes. (laughs) But they are huge. (laughs) Uh Welcome to the stage, Deborah Francis-White.
0: So today we're talking about boobs, boobs, uh, breasts, tits, the things at the front. Um, there is an odd thing about breasts that we don't often think about. Breasts are really the only part of the body that just change their function halfway through your life. It's like they just suddenly get a part-time job. I start working. They just start just go. oh, I'll just cover this. I mean, that is, that's a bit odd, isn't it? That, you know, like, cause they're not unuseful. When you're younger, they can get you free drinks. Um, but at some point, they just become a free drinks dispenser.
4: <laughs> like
0: they want to give back. Like they've given, they've been, I've been given so much. It's my time. I mean, it is odd, isn't it? Like, if if halfway through your life, your knees just started dispensing pizza, (laughs) you would question it, wouldn't you? That would be quite sci-fi, but we just don't seem to notice it. And I know, like, I haven't had a baby, but my friends who've had have talked me through very extensively how uncomfortable it's made some of them feel. One of my friends was like, I'm just not really comfortable with it at all. She said, my breasts are a very sexual part of me, they're very, very sensitive, and I just don't know how I'm going to cope with it when a baby comes out of me and wants to suck on them. (laughs) And her husband said, oh, don't worry, darling, it's totally natural. It's going to be totally natural. She said, it's all right for you to say that. But what if the baby came out and wanted to suck on your balls? Which is a good point. I mean, for a start, you'd have a hard time convincing the authorities that any baby had wanted that. But it is a really good point. Like, what if men could breastfeed? What if Mother Nature had decided to dispense the work more evenly? Like, sort of, you know, men get the periods, yeah. women... <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> men get the periods, women gestate the baby, and then men do the breastfeeding. What if Mother Nature had just decided this would well pair bonding, sir? What if what if I say Mother Nature? I say Mother Nature is nature a woman really? Is I mean really what kind of mother is Mother Nature? Motherfucker, Nature. Let's be clear. <laughs> old mofo nature, who just dumps it all on us. I don't think Mother Nature's not a feminist, certainly. But if evolution is listening, I think this is an idea, right? Because it helps us pair bond, sir. I mean, not specifically you, but let's just take you, you're the only man in my eye line, sir. There's women as far as the eye can see, and you. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, Jan. 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 You've got a nice accent. Where are you from? Uh,
4: Israel, the States. Are
0: you? The rest of you can go. <laughs> Jan and I are (laughs) pair-bonding. But wouldn't it be nice, Jan, if you could have the periods, I could just date our baby. Just popping that in there. I'm like Darren Brown. I could just, I could just date our baby, Katrina. And then you could breastfeed it. And that's a really interesting thing that we never really consider why this work isn't shared. I wonder what men would be like if they did breastfeed, if that was normal. I wonder if they would be hunched in the corner of a cafe with a bit of muslin over them, (laughs) like weeping into a corner or going, oh, sorry, sorry. I wonder, I wonder if that would be the case. I mean, I've got really nothing to go on except my hot yoga class where men seem to have an eagerness to take off their tops. I mean, a real keen fondness for it. They can't wait to take off their tops in hot yoga. Before it's even got hot, they arrive topless. They can't wait to get their tops off. Let's be fucking clear. If men had to breastfeed, it would be an Olympic fucking sport. There would be a viewing gallery. There would be no hiding. Thank you very much. (laughs) sophie what was your challenge
3: mine was not i mean you get the easy challenges don't you her next challenge is go on a date with james franco
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's true we set our own challenges so i set things like order cake, Yeah. Have big, big tits. tits. <laughs> and then Sophie's like, I'm never going to watch porn again. Um, I'm going to cry myself to sleep in a potato sack. <laughs> what, you set hard challenges for yourself. I what know, was your challenge? I
3: know, I I've always worn a bra, always. I, I, it wouldn't even occur to me to not do that. It's like a part of, you know, getting dressed in the morning. I didn't when I was younger. I, I got boobs when I was quite young, but my mom, doesn't really, I don't think she wears bras and she's always talking about how annoying they are. So, it was my classmates who kind of chipped in and went, listen, you should wear a bra. And that's when I learned that, oh, it's, it's shameful to not wear a bra. I was, I was third, 12, 13 years old and I was like, oh, oh good, I've learned now <laughs> that that is a shameful part of my body and I should hide it away. And I just took that as like a fact. <clears throat> so, I thought it would be really interesting to try and go braless. It was like, It went from just, you know, regular, just part of my body that I didn't really think about in any specific way to becoming, like, sexualized. I was so scared. I went grocery shopping, braless, and I was so scared. I was scared of, like, wind. I felt like they were kind of exposed. I did wear a shirt. I was just going to
0: make that very, very clear. Yeah, I was wondering at this point. I was like, just imagine you in Sainsbury's. It's completely topless. <laughs> it's a challenge, security man. Yeah.
3: I felt like you do when something, like when you've been catcalled or like someone's kind of degraded you and your instinct goes, oh, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? And I, I kept thinking, my first thought kept being, oh no, you're like, making them look at you. Or, like You're bringing their attention to you. You've, you've now sexualized your own breasts by not covering them up. So I kept being so scared that I was going to get, not attacked, because it was like broad daylight and stuff, but still, it was just, I didn't want any comments. I didn't want any people, I didn't want men to look at them. I didn't want that, because I just did I don't feel like I hadn't chosen that they were sexual. So I kept having to tell myself, it's not reality. They're part of my body, they're not. This isn't sex. Mm. It can't be if I choose to use them, <laughs> use them. <laughs> I can do the helicopter too. <laughs> I got to tell myself, this isn't reality. This is something that you've been taught. You've been taught this. This isn't true. What they told you when you were 13, is not true. You should be able to go out and yeah. if they see them as sexual things, that's not, it's not reality and it's not your fault. I feel really uncomfortable doing it.
0: Do you think you could do it again and build up a resistance?
3: I hope so. That's because I'm thinking I can't just, I can't let them win. (laughs) So I think I have to, I have to, to, to find,
0: I have to do, I need to do that. It was like when you released them from the bra, you felt like they were more sexual because they were out there and you didn't want that. Like you were like, it felt like I'm, I'm releasing them into the wild. (laughs) Into the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've only been on stage without a bra once. Really? Yeah. It was at Latitude Festival. And you know when, and I was like, I was camping and it was like the third day. And I just was so sweaty and hot and like I just couldn't bring myself to get into a bra. So what I did was I had a, a maxi dress on with a, like a halter neck. And I thought you couldn't tell because you know when sometimes the dress has a bit of support in it. But I had a bit in the show about bras and I started doing the bit about bras. And a man shouted, you're not wearing one. And I thought, oh my God, it's really obvious. And I just, do you know what, I started out because I was at a rock festival. I thought, fuck it, this is a music festival. This is, this is my Woodstock <laughs> and that's, that's as a, close think, to Woodstock as I get.
3: I don't know if it's because I knew we had this episode coming up, but I've noticed that, like when I've met people who weren't wearing bras, I've noticed it. Not in a critical way, of course, but in a, oh, she's brave. That's how I felt. I felt, oh my, I wish I could be that. I wish I could do that, and I want to do that, because they were just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't sexual, which was how I felt when I did it. I want
0: to do that. I think anything you do all the time, because I did the hot yoga without the bra thing, and then I did it again, and then the next day it didn't feel weird at all. Mm. and Not without the bra, sorry, without the top, uh, just in my sports bra. And loads of people do it all the time. And what I love about yoga is a variety of people do it. It doesn't matter what shape you are, what size you are. And the first day I felt really like, I'm in my bra. (laughs) Um, And then the next day I was like, I'm just doing
4: yoga like other people in this room are doing it.
0: Again.
3: Thank you, I, uh, I have a friend who, a female friend who, not bragging, <laughs> but I do have one, uh, which means that you as a species have accepted me into your group. Uh, she, uh, she has this thing where she, she grabs my breasts, just, and then she like laughs, which is not the reaction you want. <laughs> like, oh, they're not similar to each other but I don't like it I, it's not nice so I it felt I didn't really want to confront her for a while because I felt like I should be able to just take the joke but eventually I said listen I'm not comfortable with you just grabbing my boobs I don't like that and she said it's okay I'm not a lesbian what? that's not an argument I yeah. was like oh I uh, burned down your house but don't worry I didn't want to <laughs> Oh, I fucked your boyfriend, but I don't like him. <laughs> don't worry, why are you being so upset? It <laughs> made me angry. Because I, um, I, 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 I'm fond of my, my boobs because uh, they're my pockets. I keep I keep stuff in them, like everything. Like keys, my phone, a pet hamster. I keep everything. <laughs> I keep everything in my boobs, and I just, I just do it. And um, <laughs> I once, I once uh, woke up after I'd been at a um, comedy industry party <laughs> OK, <laughs> one of you is impressed. You should all be very impressed. <laughs> and I woke up the next day, and I was so hungover. I'd fallen asleep with all my clothes on. Uh, so when I took it off, uh, like three business cards were like stuck to my chest. <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK. So I emailed them, being like, uh, hello, I do seem to remember meeting you, I guess, and uh, I'm very interested in the project that you probably told me about. <laughs> And uh, I got a reply from one of them and he told me what had happened and he'd gone up to me and he'd said, I quite like what you do, I'd be willing to represent you if you ever need that. And I'd taken his business card, stuffed it in my bra and gone, good luck mate. (laughs) (laughs) That is not my future agent. Uh, So I was dating a guy once who said to me, he said, Oh, you shouldn't put things in your bra. Only fat girls put things in their bra. And I was like, well, that's nice. Like, finally, we have, like, a privilege. <laughs> I was like, good, good, we have something. We <laughs> finally get something back. And he said, it's not feminine. I was like, oh, uh, I mean, okay, fair enough, but if you want feminine, you know, if you don't want us to stuff things in our bras, just fucking sew some pockets in our dresses. <laughs> Thank
4: you.
0: He rips it open. No, no, so he, I'm the one. I'm r- sorry. In our no, in a feminist world, you rip it open yourself and give him <laughs> consent. <laughs> but in the in the in the books, it's always sort of slightly like you're the you might be the sort of worker in the as a scullery maid, and then the, la- the the lord of the manor comes in. Go on. And <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and he looks at you and he says, and he you've says you've been a
3: bad bad girl.
0: Yes. <laughs> And then, and then exactly, and then, and then you say, "Oh my lord, how can I make it up to you?" And uh, you should punish and me. And then he says, "Get on your knees and stoke that fire." And I'm
3: like, "Yep, yeah." And <laughs> then,
0: then, then what? And then, then there's a then <laughs> you <laughs> you you grab mm-hmm. the poker and you sort Ooh, of the po- oh yeah, the oh the. Yeah, for the fire. Oh, the, and, yeah, but okay. it's all a metaphor. It's yeah, all a sexual metaphor as you're stoking the fire with the poker in and out, in and out, in and out, until it builds and builds and builds, and, builds, and then suddenly his jodpas are right there. And his what? Jodpas. His, his, his breeches. His what? <laughs> his, bre- his breeches. His breeches. Jodhpurs, they're riding trousers. What do you call those oh, in Danish? His pants. Yeah, well. His trousers. Yeah, what do you say in Danish? Trousers. Jodh- no, you don't. you say jodpas? Old trousers. Old trousers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, shall we bring on our guest? Yes, I think so. I'm excited. Okay. To speak about boobs with us, we have a very special guest. She's a stand-up comedian. You will love her. Her name is Tanya Edwards.
5: (laughs) How lovely to have you. Thank you for having me. Now, your breasts are currently going through a transition, are they not? They are, and it's genuine. One bra only, guys, and uh, two size increase, so thank you, you're (laughs) welcome. And um, eight and a half months pregnant, so... I am a feminist, but I'm having a boy first, sorry.
0: (laughs) Uh, So you know it's going to be a boy? I do. And he's going to come out, and he's going to want to use your breasts as a drinks dispenser. How do yeah. you feel about that? Are they changing? Is this, is this an odd experience?
5: Uh, <coughs> yes, they're looking rather veiny at the moment. Um, <laughs>
0: no,
5: I, when I grew up, we'd always go away in, um, in the summer, on holiday, and everyone was topless. Really? Yeah. What, well, in England? No, in France. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, a very privileged child. And, um, <laughs> but in France, everyone was topless. My mother was always topless. And if you went further down the beach, then people were naked, but they were all German. And, <laughs> and I never had boobs. I never really thought anything about them. But I live in a city, and I think that the idea of getting my boobs out to feed someone in public is a little much but also it's something I'm going to be doing. Like for you or for, like when you see other people do it, do you think that as well, I suggest for I'd, you? I shouldn't say this, but I do think it's a bit much when I see my friends' babies chowing down on them. I do. But I do, I do. it makes me uncomfortable. And I'm not saying, I'm gonna do it. I know it's <laughs> the right thing to do, and I'm going to do it, but I, I, um, I do sometimes think, oh God, but that, that baby's hungry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but is that because, because I, I get that, like, you have, like, your initial thought, and then you go, oh, wait, no, 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 that's something I've been... Well, I'm no, it's just because I'm in
5: the city, and I just think it's not something that you see very much. So if you're in New Zealand, it's quite... My brother lives there. Um, I'm not showing off on my very well-traveled... Um, <laughs> but but in, in New Zealand, it's much more casual. It's much quieter. It doesn't seem so obtrusive. I mean... I can't describe. You wouldn't see someone breastfeed on the tube, right? <laughs> so you're already in your heads. You've got p- different places which would be appropriate to breastfeed. I I wouldn't
0: be surprised if I saw someone breastfeeding on the I tube. I would.
5: They've oh. got a seat and a baby there's and a, their tipped down. And there's a lady how in the stops st- are they're going. I there's mean, a, far, <laughs> there's a
0: lady in the front row who wish, wishes to speak. I yes. Fed
4: my baby on the
0: tube. You oh, fed you your baby been, on the
5: tube how, on the way here. How old? Nine.
0: <laughs> Nine now. Oh, nine.
5: Oh, no. Thank God. Well, some no. people do feed till nine. How late did you <laughs> How late did you stop? Six months because it gave you boobs. Six, six months because it see... gave you boobs. And do you still have them? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, I can't, I can't see from here. They look good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust anyone now. I've seen all your underwear, it's so, <laughs> <laughs> so Coincidentally, on the
0: way here with my big boobs, um, I used these on the Oyster Car Reader and it did work.
5: <laughs>
3: uh,
0: opened the gate.
3: The first run I had who got pregnant, uh, when I saw her breastfeed, I, I felt, because it was the first time I'd ever seen it, I was like, uh, uh, but then, you know, you, you get used to or you tell yourself, there's nothing wrong. Like this is you've been taught that this isn't where you should see boobs because it's not in porn, so you should feel this way about it. But then you you know you can alter that. We should
5: all. Well, I don't that. watch porn. I just Google boobs for this podcast, and some <laughs> awful things have come onto my telephone. And I'm really frightened <laughs> now. I could get into serious trouble. But um, <laughs> but I I think it's totally I just it, and then you've got all these poppers and these special bras that you fold down, and you have to recreate your whole outfit. You're giving me advice here. I just should one popper. just one popper. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practising with these breastfeeding bras, they're not easy. Um, and I'm not even breastfeeding it, I've been practising at home. Pip-pop. What, like on a pumpkin or something? No, just trying... Just, try, no, just, just, pra- just practising... Suck it! Just practising... Just practising just practicing the poppers. You see, you just made it super sexual there. <laughs> I think pumpkin porn's quite niche. Um. I'm all meant to suck it. Oh, I see. oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It was provocative. Do
0: you think that if society changed so that more women could breastfeed and felt comfortable to breastfeed and weren't going to get comments or looks, that it would normalise itself within six
5: months? Well, I think actually breastfeeding is a lot harder than we, we think. Like, I've been told that lots of people find it really difficult, and some people, you're looking at me again, know it is easy, bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but given there is a chunky old percent of the population that... That want to breastfeed can breastfeed.
5: Why are they doing it? They're just not leaving their houses, apart from you. But you've got to have another baby, and then we can hang out together, and we can sit on the tube, and we can be like, "Hey guys, this is how you do it." And uh,
0: <laughs> are you? So, are you looking forward to breastfeeding? No.
5: No, no, sorry. I didn't realise I felt so vehemently about it. No,
0: <laughs> no, neither did we, but it, um, it's, it's it's. I it's have to
5: be able to, because I've now invested in three nursing bras and a Medina breast pump for when I have shows. <laughs> so I know it's going to work for me. But I, um, my mother didn't breastfeed. No, well, my mother
0: didn't either, because I was adopted, so it was very tricky for her. <laughs> <laughs> So
5: I wasn't adopted,
0: and she still thought no. No. Well, it, it's an interesting one. How long you can breastfeed? Like there were wet, in your bodice ripper years, Sophie. <laughs> yes. When you travelled in time, mm-hmm. yep. um, There were wet nurses where yeah. a woman who was breastfeeding could breastfeed the children of rich people, for sort of ever. Wet nurses. Yeah, and so it was basically you could employ something.
5: Any, <laughs> Any wet in? But I, I do think you will totally tell right. A friend of mine, she was in a doctor's surgery for her sick baby, and she was told off by a man for breastfeeding. Oh! Tell you that. Listen, Did... I've always got by on my personality, guys, and uh, <laughs> kept my body firmly covered. Not because I'm uh, not out of self-consciousness, just because I'm busy. I can't. I've got a very, um, <laughs> I've got a very smart friend, Elizabeth, who says. Uh, I can know I can win an argument with my witty repartee, but sometimes I also know if I can't be bothered I can just wear a low-cut top and a push-up <laughs> bra and, <laughs> and I still get my own way. And I like to credit getting my own way with, my, with myself. I, I just don't, I don't know... I can't even think of any of the times that my boobs have been an advantage, but I must have... I mean, they're pretty good. I, they, um, they must have got me something at some point. You know, if they're really great, get them out. You know, if you, have, if you want to. I don't know. Um, I, I sort of think objectively,
0: though, all breasts are great. I think Really? I, yeah. I've seen some really strange ones. Okay. So, yeah, but in terms of... In, in terms of body positivity, though, do we not want...
5: <laughs> do we
0: not want to celebrate all breasts? Because I think... Because I
5: think but when we say great, That's great but
0: yeah but when we say great what we're doing is we're comparing them to all the breasts we've seen on billboards and mm. we're comparing them to probably fake breasts because a lot of the breasts we're sort of breast fed so to speak <laughs> by the media are not are not real breasts they're fake breasts and also oh, by the way Oh
3: they're, they're chosen because they look like
0: what they're meant to look
3: like No but yes. I think the
5: interesting thing about fake boobs is if you see them en masse they look really strange like I can't remember being an Ibiza when I was and saw some fantastic fake tits, but one day I saw a load of them floating in the pool at the same time. And and then you can really tell, like, wow, everyone in this pool's had a blowjob. Not a blowjob. (laughs) 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 Everyone in this pool has had a boob job, and everyone around this pool... Because yeah, I was like, really I've saw given the testosterone cost- in my in my. Who do you think is boys making me really weird. Blame the baby. Blame the baby. What?
3: <laughs> uh, I was getting so disappointed. I was like, I've given a lot and nothing has happened.
4: Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, but. I do think when we're comparing breasts and saying some are strange, some are too small, some are too large or whatever, what we're doing is we're looking at this standard ideal, which is what we always do with our Mm. bodies and our faces and our lips and our eyes and our eyebrows and our hair. We're always going, our options really, I think, are Jennifer Aniston or Jennifer Lopez. Pick one, look like that. And if you don't look like one of the Jennifers, well, you're wrong. And they're all strange.
5: So we're always striving to be one of the Jennifers. I don't think so with boobs because there's really such a range of shapes and tastes. And like if you're a boob guy, I've met boob guys who like small boobs or big boobs and women who like small boobs or big boobs. I think that that's the one thing, it's like boobs or noses, you know, that people like have different tastes for those. (laughs)
0: in boobs or noses well you know like some
5: people love a button nose don't they and other people like me i love a big nose um this isn't a euphemism it's just i think i think you're right when in terms of small and big
3: but there's more like as a teenager the first time i exposed like you know he not not against his will i showed (laughs) i showed it to someone who wanted to see them uh I didn't know, all I knew in my head was all the boobs I'd seen, and that was in advertising or porn or or magazines. I'd never seen, you know, anyone that necessarily looked like mine, so I didn't know that all the boobs he'd seen were so different as well. I remember the first time, I don't know, was it a book or was it like an advert or like a campaign or something where they showed all the different kinds of boobs you can have? And some of them were pointy and some of them were different sizes and some of them looked... Like two different directions, and there was someone longer, someone like, and you just go, oh. But oh, this is why I think kinds. when I got on the beach
5: in France, because I saw them all, ah. because everyone had them out, and you saw everything, and everything to me was normal. That's. It sounds like the solution because you grew
3: up and you saw so many different kinds in a non-sexual way. So to you, it's just a different. Well, where I didn't, we we never went to, on holiday to a nude beach in France. We, you know, closed our eyes and imagine sun. <laughs> <laughs>
5: And, and so I, and, think that's and I listened to one of these and you said that you watched pornography when you were a child mm. and I never saw anything sexual until I was doing it my damn stuff. So I think <laughs> that, that probably I think it's a. But, but that's the whole idea is that if we just let people,
3: children, see regular nude bodies in all the different shapes and ages and folds and wrinkles and whatever it is, then they won't grow up and have that idea of how a body is meant to look, because the advertising will just, well, it'll still of course have an effect, but
0: it'll just be like a part of it. So this is probably a very good reason why we should sometimes not wear a bra, take our top off at yoga, breastfeed in public on the Mm. tube or do those things because it just normalizes because actually we've been trying to pressure advertising to change for ages but advertising keeps saying yeah but we're trying to sell stuff so our agenda (laughs) isn't the same as yours Uh, we don't really want to make the world a better place if the world is a better place where people have better body positivity they're not going to buy our
5: shit. Well, Well they're not in that way they'd have to use a different kind of advert wouldn't they? But I do think that the whole point of this podcast is that everyone should go on holiday to Southern Europe. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I should I get think. a real big cut and a free holiday from Thompson Thompson. Thompson. Uh. <laughs> yeah.
3: People always say, oh, bra, burning, feminist, blah, 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 but we never actually burned bras. Maybe Bloody expensive. this is the time. <laughs> Maybe we should fucking live up to the stereotype and just burn. You have seven of them you can burn. <laughs>
0: I I, do, I, put on, I put on every bra I've got today. I, I did. There was one more, and I just thought I just can't. I just can't. It's not going to reach around anymore. I just oh, and it's and it's quite tight as well. a burn one
5: of them, and then I've got some highly flammable nursing bras. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're meant to be flammable. I Gosh. think they must be. They've got padding in them, which doesn't make any fucking. Um, I can't. Oh, say yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, it's no, there's so no it watershed. It. It's the internet. It doesn't make. You any... can't say fuck on the internet. Where can you say fuck? <laughs> It doesn't make sense that you would have padding, but apparently it's to absorb all the leakage. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, I know. Soon your breasts are going to be drink dispensers.
0: That's going to be very exciting. I'm going to come and visit you and watch you breastfeed. So you
5: think I should be confined to my
0: house. Now I say it's exactly what I've said. Yeah, for the confinement. Yeah. Hashtag confinement. Hashtag guilty it's feminist. Unacceptable
5: unless by my house you mean on the tube with uh, that lady.
0: Yes absolutely on the tube with all available breasts out. I'll, do you know what I'll do it in sympathy. Uh, so audience sometimes we ask the audience to close their eyes uh, so Jan and I can kiss. No so <laughs> No. So that we get, we get the audience to say mmm to things and in that way it's anonymous. Okay so if you could close your eyes please. Okay if you've ever felt your breasts are too small go mm. mm. If you've ever felt they're too big, go mm. mm. If you've always been happy with exactly the size and shape of your breasts, go mm. mm. Oh, oh wow. that's interesting. If you don't fit into any of those categories, go <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, yarn. Um. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Any questions about breasts or anything you've heard?
5: Can I, can I ask you yeah. a question? Shall because I? when did you first become aware that you were like a girl in, like, in a special way? Mm. <laughs> I need to clarify this. Look, <laughs> I don't, because I, my brother found an ambulance door in a skip and he took the ambulance door down to the river <laughs> and we used to stand on this ambulance door and punt up and down the river. Him, me and the dog. And um, And I thought you were going to say poem. And we we, we, were, we were and sometimes Sorry. his Nigerian friend from school as well, which must have looked a little black boy, a little white boy, a little white girl and a, and a boarded collie on an ambulance door floating up the river. I imagined it quite strange, and one That's day not like a very odd version of Huckleberry Finn, and um, one day we were we were punting towards the towards the bridge and these people got out their cameras and started taking pictures of us. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I don't have a top on. I was about eight. But it was the time I thought, and I'm a girl, because I should have had a top on. But no. that, was, that was literally the only time I was embarrassed about anything <laughs> <laughs> my whole childhood. That's interesting. When, so did I,
0: you f- when do you first remember that you When did you feel embarrassed you is what I mean? I was raised in a beach town in Australia, and we would go down to the beach like every day in the holidays, and um, we never went on holidays anywhere else because there was like we were already on the beach. And I there are no there are no <laughs> pictures of me topless at all. We always had a bikini top on from the
5: time we were born. This is a very Australian thing, I
0: think. Yeah, if you're a little girl, you're. I mean, now maybe less. No, now actually, you'd be in a full wetsuit that sunscreens you <laughs> and protects you from the enormous, great big fuck off holes in the ozone layer above Australia. Uh, so now you're neck to knees, basically. I think the first time I ever thought of my breast as sexual was the first time I had sex when I was
3: 16, because before that I hadn't even considered that that was a thing that real-life boys would be into, men would be into, don't worry. And because <laughs> I, I remember my first bite oh god, uh, this is such a gruesome, oh, yes, what? <laughs> so he would like, his hands would be completely flat, and then he would just like, <laughs>
4: <laughs> So
3: it was just like my nipples touching the palm of his hand, and he'd just like go around. <laughs> and I th- remember thinking, "Uh oh, oh. <laughs> am, I meant, am I meant to enjoy this? <laughs> What's he doing? Is he trying to summon something? <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, no, I have to deal with this being a thing. I, oh, huh. I have to use that part of me for, for s- sex stuff. So I was do sort of
0: just
5: sort of flat hand then? Just the him. nipples,
3: just like, oh, Like he yeah. really was kneading <laughs> bread so, or did you go
5: straight from <laughs> zero to sex? Like there was no, because you didn't have like a, a period where, you know, before you were ready to go the whole way, like you could have a bit of a fondle.
4: No? Oh no, I, w- I went you, full in. You, f- you f-
3: cut the out the Wow. Because <laughs> I was 16, which is quite old in my friend group. So when I was ready, I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've been
0: saving up. <laughs> Tanya, where can
1: we
5: see you or hear you elsewhere? Well, everywhere, really. I'm gigging right up till the bitter end, literally. Um, Do you have a Twitter um, handle that they could follow? I do, yes, and I update it. Um, (laughs) Good to know. I don't really understand. I'm not very good on Twitter, but I'm practicing, and you can watch my development. At (laughs) Tanya Edwards, T A N I A. Okay, so at Tanya Edwards, and all Tanya's gigs, I imagine, will be there? They're on my website. And what's that? Tanya Edwards Comedy. Com.
0: TanyaEdwardsComedy.com. So yeah. if you want to find <laughs> the wonderful mind I of feel Tanya I've let Edwards, down, then. <laughs> no, no, you haven't let yourself down. And also, we have a lovely uh, gift for you, which is a piece of suffragette jewellery. Oh. So This is an awarding piece of jewellery in the suffragette colours that we hope the suffragette you. wore. There you are. It's a little brooch, and you good can job. wear that. You can't, you can't do anything
5: your... unless you look pretty, can you? <laughs> that's 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 not
0: the that's not the slogan of our podcast, no.
5: <laughs> but. To, to be, i was teasing you no no but
0: but but you can wear this on your on your maternity bra and you can use that as a popper
5: it's a brooch it's a special suffragette I brooch stab myself with it to distract me from the pain of labor <laughs> that's right
4: <laughs> okay. uh
0: sophie hagan do you have anything to plug
3: yes i'm on twitter at sophie hagan and i have another podcast called comedians telling stuff which is just about comedy not, it's not feminist.
5: Um, I mean, it's not not feminist. Why I do that one? <laughs> because I feel I've let the side down doing this one. I don't. No, no,
0: no, 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 not at all, not at, all, not at all. all. We're interested in all views and it's been very interesting. No, <laughs> I found it very interesting. No, but you're right, you're right. These are the things that... It's, this is why it's called The Guilty feminist. You can come and kind of go, yeah, sometimes I look at that and I go, oh, shit, I don't know how to deal with it. It's not a podcast where you have to come on and go, I've only ever enjoyed watching breastfeeding Mothers.
5: I
4: mean, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say that. You not have to say that, no. Can no. I just
5: say, for the record, in case this bit isn't edited out, that I don't agree with any of my misapprehensions. Because I, I, I do... Th- I am the kind of militant person that would share one of those Facebook stories about how we should all breastfeed everywhere. But I just don't want to do it myself.
0: No, no. no. <laughs> but it's a process. It's a process.
5: And is there anything
0: you'd like to plug, uh, My Twitter handle is at FW and I've got a new podcast called Global Pillage, which is an inclusive comedy panel show. If you're listening at home, globalpillage.net. If you're here in the audience, it's coming out next Monday at noon on the off week of The Guilty Feminist when we do our, on our Challenge week. There'll be a new podcast, and Sophie Hagen does a couple of episodes. Woo! Yes. Woo! Um, and I host it, and you'll be introduced to our f- our f- an enormous amount of new comedians, many women. Please listen. Uh, also, follow us
3: on Twitter at GuiltFemPod and join our amazing Facebook group. We have a, just cr- incredible people in that group, there's really intelligent. Nice people. Bang so out. go to, uh, that's on Facebook called The Guilty Feminist Podcast. And oh, go to iTunes and please subscribe to The Guilty Feminist Podcast and give it a five star rating. Or which is, uh, whatever oh, sort Deborah.
0: of star rating you no, like. No, give
3: it five stars. No, five stars. Star yeah, star sure, rating. but all
0: the stars you think it deserves. Which is five stars. <laughs> five. Sure, <laughs> five stars. Don't shame yourself by
3: giving it less than five. Yes, <laughs> that, that's a good point. Uh, and uh, just give it up for Tanya
0: Edwards. Yay! <laughs> Guilty You with Sophie So Behagen, We Democrat White, and my special guest, Marnya Edwards. Music was by Mark Hodge. The producer was Tom Link for the sports shop. Thanks to Martin, Johanna and everyone at the museum of comedy, as well as all of you for listening. More information about this and
4: other episodes visit at You
0: must have a word for riding trousers. The bookser. Little boxer, little boxer, little boxer. There's no proper sounds. I can't get my my head around any of the sounds of (laughs) that. Okay, we should talk (laughs)
2: about
4: boobs, (laughs) challenges.
2: (laughs)
1: Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com.